and I, I can't stop eating that doggone soup, man. They got a turkey chili that's so good. You don't even miss the ground beef. Mm. Hey, man. It's so good, Corey. I'm talking about somebody black granddaddy is back there <laughs> cooking that. Man, hey. it's so good. And it be high. Panera Bread, high, y'all. But I don't know what it is. They soup is really, really good, man. Like, it's really good. Mm. Man, I, I made some uh, all over myself. I made some homemade myself. sugar cookies from scratch. I saw them on. I saw them. Yeah, I saw, I saw you and your wife in the kitchen, and you was making them. Bruh, they was a beast. I want to try one. I made two batches. And, no, and Maurice, if you eating the grilled cheese, it got to be tomato soup, brother. I'm sorry. Uh no, not all the time. I, you know what? I eat tomato soup by itself. I don't even like. I do too, man. Tomato soup is stupid. Tomato soup. It sounds disgusting. Have you tried Panera bread tomato soup? I don't think so. I don't really like Panera bread. Oh, man, look. Have you had Panera bread, though? You say you don't like it. You can't say you don't like it so you've never had it. Yeah, I've had it. It's good. It ain't the best I've ever had, but it's good. Yeah. They got that doggone chicken noodle soup down pat, though. I don't care what nobody say. (laughs) And they got that turkey chili down pat. They they, they took the turkey chili out of there. I'm like, why would y'all keep taking off the menu the stuff that y'all know y'all gonna sell? That's stupid. You know. know it's a beast, but yet you refuse to keep it on the menu year round. I don't get it. Man, uh, let's get to it. We back. Um, <laughs> Drew Brees, man, he's still trying to dig himself out. Of, he's trying to pull himself out this uh, racism Drew hole. Drew Brees. Don't nobody forgive him. Who gonna forgive him? I- I'm gonna Michael take Vick is gonna cry like a baby on his doggone video. He ain't finna forgive him. That man done cry. I, I, that man is hurt. That man actually thought that Drew Brees was his real friend. The, the sick thing is, how you be around all these black men all these years, man, and you still don't get it? How? How is that possible? I don't know. I'm about, to take, unpopular, I'm about to take an unpopular stance, man. Uh-oh. Because... I, I agree with you, Maurice. It is kind of hard for you. Like I say, it was shocking to me. And I think somebody said it too. If this comment had been made by any other quarterback, it wouldn't have been an issue. But it's the fact that Drew Brees is in the South, in New Orleans, with the culture everything it is, and still was not able to to understand or grasp the concept of what was going on. I but, disagree with that. I think any any quarterback would have made that statement, what we're going through right now, would have got this kind of flag. I think I, 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 they would have got slack, but it wouldn't have been. If Tom Brady had said this, you would expect like, that from Tom. He's he, he, he from Boston. He's from Massachusetts. They up there. They, they, they look at stuff like that. It's different. But I mean, yes, he's going to get slack, but I think it would have been a difference. But the thing is, I, I kind of go back and forth with Drew. I, I am her as a, as, a, as a deep New Orleans Saints fan. Like, it, it did hurt for Drew to say what he said. Man. But part of the situation, what's going on is. Lack of education, lack of knowledge. And I get how we sit here and say, like, he should know because he played with these. Where Drew's coming from is he's seeing what, like I said, his granddad, how he served in the, in, the, in the military and what he received coming back. He may not have necessarily known what Malcolm Jenkins may have experienced with his granddaddy coming back. I understand we say, because I think we look at it some type of way because we are black and we know what these situations are. But when you, like I said, the, the, a big part of this whole thing is education. Like, you have to be able to First of all, hear what's going on, but then to be able to understand what's going on and get somebody to understand what we go through is a hard lesson to teach. If you if you're not a black man, you can never teach a white man how to be a black man. It's just you, you never gonna know unless you experience certain things. So what Drew is coming from is his personal experience with what it means to him. If you we we you have somebody, especially if it's a male figure, sometimes you you look up to. And if your your granddaddy was like this, you look to your granddad, he served in the military, you look at your granddad as your hero. So you you pride is going to be like, you know, my granddaddy did this. So that's what you see. You see that side of it. Granted, I know it's hard for sitting here and say that. No, bro, because he should have known. Like, yeah, he should have known. But at the same time, when you're teaching this lesson, that person has to be willing and open to open themselves up to understand what's going on. And I don't think Drew had ever opened himself up to understand. Like, yes, I, Drew, I don't, I, don't, I don't doubt that Drew is a great guy. You know, so for what he does and everything he does. Like, I don't think it's fake that he just does it because. I really think he's a good guy, but I think right now he was uneducated on what kind of happened and didn't realize the impact on that because he only saw it one way in which he wanted to see it. And that's what's the problem. Like, we have to get out of that with seeing things from our spectrum, like what we see, and look at it from an overall area. 
And I do think it, it's it's kind of hard to backtrack on it now. Like you didn't say what you didn't say. Like it's, that's one thing about it though. Your life is written in pen. I ain't no erasing stuff and kind of going back. Once you write it, that's it. You can't go back and unsay something. Once it's been said, it's said. That's why it was it was stupid. Let me tell yeah. you something. What you saying is is correct and right. The only thing is is that what I'm crediting Drew Brees with is ignorance. All right, yeah. that's what you're trying to say. He's ignorant. Yeah. But this is what, yeah. and and we and we we can we can have that argument. But that ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about common sense. If you're thinking about your granddaddy in the war, then you must have enough common sense to realize that it was black men that war with your doggone granddaddy. Whether they talked that. about him and called him the N-word, or whether they even thought, they didn't even probably didn't think black of black men enough to even discuss that they was there on the doggone front line with black men who probably saved his granddaddy's life. That's the reason why right. Malcolm was crying. That, 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 I don't even know Malcolm Jenkins like that. And I felt the the friction from him, from his hurting and crying, because the point of the, of the fact of the matter is, it ain't about you having no no um no relationship with people, or it's and it's not about you having this mindset where you know you walked in somebody else's shoes. I, I'm not a black man, so I don't know this. I'm not a white man. I'm not Drew Brees. I'm not a white man, but I got common sense to know that it was black folks in the doggone war. And I got common sense to know that if I'm talking about my own granddaddy and I'm trying to put my granddaddy on this pedestal, then some of my black friends, which is 80% of your team, some of my black friends must put their grandfathers on a pedestal. I understand that. I'm not knocking so that it. That statement he made was without PR, and if his PR was helping him, they need to be fired. And, every, and his wife that. and everybody else who told him to say that, they're complete idiots. I understand And that. no, I, you can go back and we can say we forgive you, we can hug, we can shake hands, but when those guys get in that locker, Greg and Corey, when they get in that locker room, they are not going to forget. They're not. They can go to that man's house and have barbecue, kiss his kids, and go there and, and celebrate Christmas and everything. But when it comes down to January and you end up, if they make it to the playoffs, I'm telling you right now, they're going to be thinking about what that man said, bro. I'm not disagreeing with that. I agree with that 100%. 100%. But even with that, though, some people try to separate the flag from racism. They don't want to believe that this flag has to do with that. I'm not sitting there saying it's right or it's wrong. But just like you got your perspective and what you see, like you should know this. Marius, white people look at us like, man, they, they should know this. We all had a situation of thinking or expecting because of what we go through. Somebody should be able to look at this and understand. I'm not sitting here saying it's right or it's wrong. Like you said, it, it's a big situation of ignorance. And yes, Drew was very ignorant of what happened. What if Drew never knew that black soldiers came back and didn't get this and didn't get that? Because I'm pretty sure they're not teaching that in the, in the white households doing whatever was going on. We don't talk about it in school that much either. Before this, before this situation, Corey and Greg, before this situation, we were able to say, man, I don't see how our white people can't see it. I don't see how they can't see it, man. They already have mm -hmm. common sense. And these are white people who don't have relationship with black folks. Drew Brees ain't that white person. That's the problem there. You're not the person that does not have personal black friends. And you've had them for years. You had them in high school. You had them in college. You had them all your career as a football player. Again, what I'm saying, saying is people are trying to separate the flag from racism. They're not looking at the flag as being racist. They're looking at somebody that fought for, for freedom and doing whatever. I understand there are different levels to everything. I'm not sitting here saying it's right or it's wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Well, I, I want to hope because Drew, is like you said, grew up playing football with black people his whole entire life, that he wouldn't be that stupid to realize that that's not what it is. But, however, when it comes to certain situations, like he looks at that flag from what he was saying, I, I don't take a man for his word, whether I believe it or not. He's looking at it just like a, his granddad, agree, like fight for this country. I agree. Whatever. I took him for his word too, and I believe the first time he went, I yeah. believe that was his heart. I believe he spoke his heart in his mind, and it was no guaranteed his apologize, heart. No matter how much his PR team apologizes for him, and they write it down for him, and no matter right. how much his wife gets on television and tell us to to like breeze, like breeze again, it's not going to work. His when his first statement first was definitely what he felt. That's exactly what when you say that, that's what you really felt. And it was a situation where it, it was off the cuff. To ask the question, he had time to think about it, so he had no choice but to give his true feelings. So, yeah, the first thing Drew said was truth. It was exactly how he felt. But I do think at this point right now, I do think this is a lesson now. I think this is something that's a, this is a teachable moment. For the people who may have felt the same way who Drew did, the same way Drew felt, 
But now I think they're getting a chance to see, like, okay, well, now nah, you know what, this is deeper than what it is. Because I, I, I really don't believe they understand. If they understood what was going on, we wouldn't have some of these issues with a lot of stuff that's going on. These people don't get it. They don't, and we don't understand why they don't get it because we experience it every day. Every time you walk out your house, you a black man. You, you already know that, man, something crazy can happen today just because I'm black. They don't see that. They walk out the house every day and worry about it. The matter is that there are a lot of white people that do get it. They have to know. And they are protesting because they do get it. And they're just I as white it. as the people it. who don't get it. So get it. It, it's starting to be now. Soon, it's going to be to the point we're going to really be able to see it's a head problem. It's a head now, problem. How you was raised. Your, your brain was, was conditioned into this racism through the people that raised you. The, these people, granddaddies and your mamas and everybody and daddies, have taught you how to hate. Right. All this is teachable. This is all teach. Like, this, everybody wants to say, well, you weren't born in slavery. Well, you weren't born this time either. So, why are you racist? All this stuff has been passed down. It's, right. it's teach, it's, instead of being passed down. So, yeah, it, it is. Everybody, but I do feel like this is a generation that has the ability to change it. And it may not be in our lifetime. But I do think we're heading in the right direction. When you see talking about white people being at the protest, white people are going to be there because a lot of white people do get it. But I guarantee you some of those white people are there because of what happened with Drew Brees, because they may not have saw a situation a certain way. So now they're like, you know what? Dang, well, I didn't know this. I didn't know they saw it this way. I saw it. So everything no, that happens, whether it's good or bad. I'm, I'm, I, it was white people out there, but I'm saying that you can't guarantee that ain't no white people came out there after Drew said what he said either, though. They didn't learn something from that situation. I, I said from the beginning, there were white people out there already, but I guarantee this Drew Brees situation was a teachable moment where somebody learns something from this situation. It's kind of like, you know what? That's, that's, that's right. I see where they're coming from now. I want to protest with this. So I want this. Like every, everything that we do, whether it's a mistake or whatever, it's always something you learn from a certain lesson. And we learning something. I, I think a lot of white people are learning something from the comments that Drew, that Drew made. Right or wrong? Um, but I, but I, I do for, I do forgive him, but I'm not gonna forget it. I'm a, I'll, every time I watch a game, I'm like man, he don't even like us. But do you actually forgive when you do you actually forgive when you don't forget, Corey? Uh, you you can forgive and not forget, like you said. Those players are. Tell me how that's possible for you to forgive and not forget. Because every time you think about it, you don't forget about it. Every time you think about it, is it gonna bring a happy moment into your mind when you think about it? Or are you going to think about it in the same way you did the first time it was ever seen? I, I, I Am I going like, to start thinking happy thoughts about it now? I, I feel like forgiveness is, is something where you don't hold something over somebody's head. You know, every time that you encounter that person or uh, whatever the situation may be. Uh, but what I want to say to add on to both of y'all's very, very, very great points is that you can't expect white people to empathize with black people. It's just not going to happen. Empathize, we, I empathize with white people all the time. Why they can't do it? Wait, yeah. because it's, it's different because you, because you know a certain struggle right, that they don't ever know. Yes, because you understand so, a struggle that they never going to understand. I completely disagree with that. The, the reason why I say that, and the reason why you can empathize with white people is... We see, we see how life is for them, whether it's uh, an, an, a, a ultra privileged, privileged life or if they live in a gutter life, like straight up trailer park trash white people. Um, we, we see that because we kind of live a parallel life to the trailer park people and we aspire to be like the privileged white folks. We we want to be that. But what they don't understand and, and what they what what the mindset that they have is uh you know w- when we talk about all the stuff that happened with black people, you know, I get stopped for this or I get profiled for this. They've never experienced that, so they can't empathize with it. How can you if you never seen it? You can't you can't empathize with something and that's what like you there's fake empathy which uh gets displayed on multiple jobs every day. Like if you've never experienced it's just like saying uh people that have experienced a natural disaster and people that have never experienced a natural disaster. 
Like you watch it on TV, be like, "Ooh, that's crazy." You yeah, you could say, "Oh man, that's you know, I feel bad for those people." You you feel bad, but you don't know what they going through. You don't know what's going. All you seeing is what the cameras are reporting, uh, what what the cameras show, and you're not understanding what what's going on leading you know behind the scenes. You don't know what's going on when the cameras ain't rolling. Uh, I can't empathize with a drug addict. I just can't because I've never been a drug addict. Uh, I can't empathize with the alcoholic. I've never been an alcoholic. So I can sit and say that I, I understand what you're going through, but I don't really know because I've never lived that life. But I can say that I can empathize with a white person because I want to be like that. You ain't never heard a white person say, hey, man, I want to be like y'all. You never heard a white person say, hey, man, I want to be like a black person. Not not a regular black person, maybe a famous black person, but not a regular black black person that doesn't get the privilege that uh that a, a black celebrity would get. But we just and, and that's what I got from Drew. That's what I got from yeah. the situation with Drew because all he saw, like Greg was saying, was his parents and his grandparents coming from, coming home from the war. And getting all these accolades and all these ticker tape parades and stuff like that, and just being proud of your granddad, being proud. But at the same time, is that was real tone deaf. It was real yeah. tone deaf. It it was no and 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 it was a question because it was on a Fox Business interview, not Fox Yahoo Business. Yahoo ain't had nothing to do. First of all, we need to talk about the reporter for asking the question because that, that question has been asked. No, 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 no. Hold on, 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 hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I don't care what the reporter asked him. Wait, wait, wait. The reporter gets paid to ask questions just like you get paid to do stuff on your job and Corey get paid to do stuff on his job. I'm not saying I'm to ask questions. It don't matter what question it is. It don't matter what question it is. The thing we missed right here. You can talk about that man, granddaddy, all you want to talk about how he, uh, he couldn't empathize. All he saw his granddaddy coming back from the war. That's a lie. The man knows black men. He's known them for years. He done been in their house. He got friends that are black. But Maurice, Maurice, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And furthermore, and furthermore, he has already kneeled at a game. How you gonna get there and sit there and lie to my? He don't know what it's for. I ain't understand what, what it was for. You a lie. We got pictures of you kneeling, Drew. You kneeling down there with your teammates. So don't come at me talking about some. He didn't know. He a lie. He knew something. What, what was he kneeling okay. for? If he, I'll never agree with kneeling for the flag. What, what, what you kneeling for then on these pictures for then, Drew? That's what makes you, you look stupid. Listen, 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 listen to this, Maurice. When he kneeled for that, it was not doing the Star Spangled Banner. They kneeled before. And again, Drew was kneeling for social injustice. He did do that. And see, Maurice, you're, I want you to understand, you're looking at a certain situation because you are a black man. So You've experienced... You've, no, of, no, 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 no. And furthermore... This proves my point. He really, really knew. He really, really knew what it was for. Because if he kneeled before the Stocks Banger Battle and they kneeled during the Stocks Banger Battle, that means he knew what they was kneeling for. Ain't nobody stupid. Maurice, listen, listen. What you have to, what you have to do, you're trying to, you, you're, you're putting everything in situation. I ain't trying. What I don't do it. I'm not trying. Tell okay, me well, what, what you're, what you're doing is you're putting everything in situation from what you see. What I'm seeing, telling you, when Drew Brees' granddaddy came home from war, do you think Drew, Drew Brees' granddaddy was like, yeah, it was some black folks over there fighting for us. They saved my life and didn't do this. No, he was never taught that part of what was going on. I'm not sitting here saying that Drew didn't know that black people lost their lives and did whatever and were treated a certain type of way. You can't say I'm that, not saying that. And again, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, saying was Drew was proud of his granddad in a certain situation. That's all it is. And he wanted to respect his granddaddy by that. Is it right? No, I'm not saying it is. But at the same time, we have to get out of our head and see him talking about what people should know and what they should be doing and just that accept man, the fact that these people... Don't worry, that these, that see, and you're sitting there saying it, but you, you, don't, you, you don't know what Drew knew. You're trying to see and say what somebody knew what they, he should have known. No, I ain't saying, saying, he played with, saying what I think. And my right. opinion and is, and I think that, he's lying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. If he kneeled before could... the Star Spangled Battle, and he knew what it was for, then he he knew what those people were he, kneeling for doing the Star Spangled Battle. Hey, Maurice, can you, hey, 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 one thing, hold up, hold up, hold up. One if thing, Maurice, Maurice, one thing, hey, hey, hold up, Maurice, stop. One thing, stop interrupting, 
Okay, we not interrupting you. Let somebody finish their statement. I ain't interrupting no more. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> I understand everywhere you're coming from, Maurice. And I, what I'm trying to say is some people, what, what's been the big issue of what's going on, people are trying to separate the flag from racism. Is that right? No, because we know what we had to do and what our, our grandfathers and great-grandfathers sacrificed to be in that war. And like I said, we look at stuff different. Like when Cora gave a great example of empathy. You cannot empathize with something you've never known. You can't do it. The reason black people empathize so well is because we're used to bad things happening to us. We get the we get excuse me the, the boo boo end of the stick every single situation, so we know what that feels like. So when we see it happen, we don't half the time we don't even see that man that happened to a little white kid. No, we look at the situation and be like man, I know what that feels like. Because I guarantee you, half the stuff that happened then we didn't seen before, and Core made it known that hey, you know what we do, and it's like. And I think the phrase might have been just a tad bit wrong, but what you said was right, though, Cole, about we want to be the white man. Like, we, we look up to them, like, we want to be treated like that. Because we, we all fight for equal rights. We do want to be treated like them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to be treated as equal. And we're not. So, like you said, I know black people sitting here saying, like, man, I want to be treated. No, they want our culture. They want our music. They, they want all our culture, but don't want to go through what we go through to get it. So, I understand what you're saying, but but the problem is with this whole situation, everybody's not, everybody has their opinion on what they think things are. It should be like this. He he knew this. Well, I think they should be like, I understand. Have your opinion, but at the same time, be be able to open up and understand that, hey, I don't see the situation the way that you do. So a conversation has to happen for you to be able to, to, to say what you think something is, for them to be able to say what they think it is, and for us to come some, to some type of agreement to move forward to push it. It has to go that way. And, and right now we, we, we both just talking at each other, and nobody's listening to what's going on. It's just, nah, you should know this. Well, I didn't look at it like... We gotta. It, it has to start with be open up to realize. Okay, I want to know what's going on. That's where it starts first. And and that's 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 one of the things. That's one of the things that we have to. And I'm gonna use this 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 phrase. That's one thing that that white people do a lot of. They sweep stuff under the rug. They mm-hmm. they 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 will acknowledge that it happened, and they be like, okay, yeah, let's just forget about it, and we not gonna talk about it past this point. And so. Maurice, you made the statement of, you know, as far as with Greg talking about and, and the situation being with the black people coming back from World War II and, and Vietnam and all this stuff and how we were treated, you know, how black people were treated after that. And, you know, saying that, well, he should know that because he has black friends. I'm pretty sure that the stuff about the war, well, I'm, I'm going I'm to go out on a limb and say that maybe that stuff never came up. That maybe was never a conversation that he had with any people because I don't know too many people that's just talking about, you know, World War Two or the Vietnam One, just a casual conversation or just casually hanging out. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that him and the people that he hang around with, they they probably, you know, shooting the breeze, uh, drinking beer, grilling some food, eating some catfish or whatever they do down there, uh, talking about plays. Uh, talking about different teams, what they expect uh, from each other on the football field, how they want to run the locker room, stuff like that. I, I don't, I, I, I really believe, uh, I really think that the war is not coming up, and what they think about you. Like I'm pretty sure, it's like it's not a casual conversation. Hey man, what you think about the flag? What do, what do you think about when the flag come up? I'm pretty sure that's not a conversation that they had, because talking about race and the stuff that we go through with white people can be so contentious and so tension building in the room because you can turn a great moment into a sour moment because one side just doesn't want to believe what the other side is saying. They don't want to believe that ideology or they don't want to they don't want to fall into some type of conversation to where now you got a bitter taste in your mouth about that person because they brought up something that you just didn't feel like you wanted to talk about. And it's just, it's just something that, you know, we don't talk about. I'm like, let me ask you this, Maurice, out of all you, do you know quite a few white people, right? I do. I'm done talking about it. Y'all go ahead. No, I'm saying, okay. Yeah, let them be like that, Greg. So, has the war come up 
in any of your conversations. And how black people were treated when they came back from the war. Has there been a conversation that you had with any of your white friends in the past? Before today. Before these before these protests happened. A yes or no would be great. All right, y'all. Mari's feelings is hurt, so we just go. Uh, me and Greg just go continue this conversation. That's fine. So, Mar- Greg, with your white friends, has the war and how people, how black people were treated when we returned, has that ever come up in a conversation that you've had with white people? I'm gonna I'm be honest with you. I just not found out some of the treatment that kind of happened by them coming back through this process. Because even like. Even in school, the way they teach you about the Civil War or World War One, like that stuff is never mentioned. You know what I'm saying? Like even in, in the school system, nobody ever says, like, you know, the black soldiers came back, they didn't get their awards, they didn't get this, they didn't get a good chance, they had to fight to get, even get medals or what was going on. So even like Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins' statement was powerful, but for the fact that some of the stuff he said, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? But no, man, my granddaddy served in Vietnam and all this other type of stuff, like. But it's something, first of all, they don't talk about when they come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, it is a situation like, so no, I didn't know. Oh, no, we don't talk about that. Like I said, yeah. I'm, right now, I'm being educated on lots of that happened to kind of see people's experiences with, with what things were. And that's me as a black man. And and me personally, man, I, I like, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big uh, war buff. I like anything dealing with uh, combat. Like I took a military history class at Jackson State because I just like, you know, anything dealing with the war, especially World War Two. Uh, I know a lot about that. And, you know, just how black people were treated. That That's one of the things that I, I read about a lot. Uh, just, you know, think about the, the Tuskegee experiments. That's, you know, that's one thing dealing with, uh, you know, with people that were part of the, the military in World War Two. Uh, the the movie that they had out a few years ago, The Red Tails. That's a true. That's a true story. That's like it, even though nope, the actual sorry, stuff is not true, what they went through is true. Um, it, it's a lot of stuff, man. That that a lot of people don't know about because they try that that stuff tends to get swept under the history rug. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they don't want they don't want something that. Is supposed to be such a great moment in history. World War II is supposed to be like one of the greatest moments in American history because it was a time where we were supposed to come together after being attacked by the Japanese in Pearl Harbor to end this war. Uh, we were essentially brought, we were doing our best to stay out of it, but Japan brought us into it. And so just kind of it was just a what Drew Brees did was just tone deaf. He he wasn't he was not ready for that question. I'm gonna say that. That's that was evident. He was not he was not expecting that question on a Yahoo business interview. Um yeah. what he should have done was, you know what? I can't answer that question right now. Right. I need to talk with my teammates who are black so I can get a better understanding of what's going on and then you come back to me with that question. That should have been what happened. If his PR people was there or if they was, you know, on, on his phone FaceTiming him and that interviewer brought up that question, they should have been like, uh-uh, we need to, you know, they should have gave him a signal like, hey, tell them that you can't answer that right now. That would have been suffice right now. That's what I, I'm not. I wouldn't sit here saying that reporters can't ask questions, but reporters do use questions to bait you. To be honest, with the situation going the way it's going, I still think that question should never been asked. I'm not sitting here putting the, the blame completely on, you know, what I'm saying the media by any means. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, Drew should have still known better. But with everything being sensitive with the way life is, like what's going on in the world right now, that should have been. It should have been asked. It should have been asked a different way. He 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 baited Drew in on that situation because he everybody know what how Drew feels about what he said. Cause 
Because to be honest, what Drew said in the interview is the same thing Drew said two years ago when everything first started happening. Like, he knew what that was. And it's good media, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. But at the same time, I thought the question shouldn't have been asked. I know media people can ask what they want to, but let's not pretend that media people don't bait you in on questions that they know oh, don't spark something. Because that, that's the whole game. That's what it's, that's what it's about. And, and he baited Drew in, and he got exactly what he wanted to get out Oh, of yeah, him. and I'm pretty sure that, that that guy is being used a whole lot more because he, he got made, a new job. He got, he got a, a new job. And he got a raise. That, you know, his boss was like, Good job on that question. You really got him, and you, you know, so he made him. He made a name for himself in the interview world to to elevate his name, and took somebody out <laughs> in the process. <laughs> right? Do you remember the interview that that uh, they did with LeBron after the game one of the finals when uh, Jr. Oh yeah. Took the, 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 and the man kept asking, of course, he was like, and got him walked away. We all seemed like man, a dumb reporter. I'm sitting here still right now saying that dumb reporter did what he did. Like, and, and, and LeBron didn't take the bait because it could have went a whole different way, but he did he did what I feel like Drew should have done. You could have said, well, I don't want to discuss it at this time. You could have ended the interview. You could have did whatever. Like, it is still all on Drew, but let's don't make it sound like the media dude ain't bait that man on what was going on because he knew what Drew was going to say. Right. And but he, he, like, at the end of the day, he, he was doing his job, though. He did his job. He no did guy, his I, job. I'm not saying he didn't. He did do his job. Um, Drew was still dumb for that. And yeah, and he before before he answered that question, man, he he really should have thought. He really should have thought of how the, the optics were on this. So now he he's trying to save face. And I remember Monday on Skip and Shannon, Shannon said that Drew called him, and they had yeah, a conversation. And and Shannon was like, "Man, just stop apologizing." Just, just stop yeah. apologizing. You're making and, it worse. And he, Drew, <laughs> even has gone as far as <laughs> tweeting directly to Donald Trump to try to appease to us. And of course, everybody like, no, nah, bro, it's a little bit too late, man. You, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you, you maga breeze you now. You are maga breeze. So yeah, it, it's 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 nothing that he can really do to save face, man. Like. I don't even think if he wins the Super Bowl this year, which I doubt is gonna happen, that is not gonna even hey, repair. Hey, 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 hey. We don't we in Jameis we trust, man. In Jameis we trust? Okay. Jameis allowed twenty five pounds. Y'all gonna, gonna be eating Y'all be eating W's Bruh. If I see him do that again, bruh, it's over with. I mean that was, but, that was the worst pregame speech of all time. And you know, going back to uh me and uh our crab brother Tim, we had a good conversation about this Saturday, talking about Drew Brees and how Shannon uh, was pretty much saying that you know you can't sit there and say what the flag means for you when we see it a totally different way. We see yeah. that flag as a sign of people oppressing us, um, trying to keep us from uh, gaining that American dream. By whatever type of way you can, and and it all goes back to, you know, I we cannot. I agree with the with the protesting. I I totally agree with that. But this protesting man is not gonna mean nothing if we don't hold these lawmakers accountable, if we don't hold these future candidates accountable. Um. If we don't hold them to their word, like like we need to see a shift, and that's gonna come from voting. And you know, I just do not understand. Amen. I do not understand. You know, <laughs> what's this thing with us? And the people say, "Well, my vote don't count." Who who you let tell you that? Think about who you let tell you that, and then think about why. So much effort, so much resources are put into disenfranchisement. Um, Disenfranchisement, um, voter suppression, all this stuff. I mean, like literally, uh, your your ancestors just, you know, 60, 70 years ago uh, were getting killed. For 
helping black people to, to register to vote. So um I don't I don't know what it is, man. And uh we we go we go take a break real quick and um and we go come right back to y'all. All right, y'all, we're back and we're going to get to our uh, second and final topic uh, of the of the episode. Uh, the NBA is coming back uh, on what day is the end? Is it the end of July? I thought it was at the end of July. I know they were still talking about it. I know that they, they had a meeting. It was last week, right? Yeah, the meeting was last week. That's when uh, the owners approved the 22 team uh, wrap up of the season, then going into the playoffs where the playoffs potentially as far as the finals would not end until like October something. Yeah. And so they want to restart on July 31st. Right. Yeah. July 31st going into October where the finals would potentially end. And then they're talking about starting the season back up in December. That's a short yeah. turnaround. I mean, I, I don't like I said, I know we talked about this before and like what I was saying, saying with, Ending the season and starting right back up, I thought it was going to be kind of, kind of tough because especially now that you're not bringing back all, was it 32 teams in the NBA? Yeah, it's only 22 teams that bring it back. They bring back 22 teams. It might be 32. I don't know how many. It's I'm, 22. I, I, I get all so the so the teams. Now, so that, how, how many teams in the NBA? Period. 32. 32. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the so, teams that are coming, the teams that will be in this, because uh, it's a, they say it's an eight game wrap up for the regular season and then uh and then the eight seed playoff. Yeah. And the I, team, think, I think that's fair though. Yeah. Given what's going on. So the teams are the Bucks, the Lakers, the Raptors, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Nuggets, Jazz, Heat, Thunder, Rockets, Pacers, the Sixers, the Mavericks, Grizzlies, Nets, Magic, Blazers. Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns, and the Wizards. So those are the 22 teams that will be in this 22-game season wrap-up. So, How do you feel about them coming back? Uh, man, I, I I feel like – man, I just want to see sports, man. <laughs> to be to be honest, I, I think it's how everybody feel. Everybody like, man, I don't care what y'all do. Just, just give me some sports on TV, bro. I be watching the Korean baseball late at night, bro. Man, I ain't watching. I'm watching old replays and stuff now, bro. Like, you know, I, my whole thing was I was afraid they were gonna put an asterisk on whoever won. So now you got players speaking out. They're saying they don't even know if they trust coming back, and there's still a lot of underlying things they don't know. I think one of the players that said it was Kawhi Leonard, which Kawhi don't play ever anyway because his <laughs> he forgot to brush his teeth one morning. Whatever, whatever's going on. So, what if you do have a situation where some of the star players for certain teams don't come back? People play, and whoever wins the championship this year is kind of like, well, you play because of this. Do you think it's going to get an asterisk, or how do you feel about that situation? Like, do you, how do you justify like, okay, well, yeah, you won the entire season, or do you think it's going to be an issue? Man, playing is playing. And I understand that, that some people, and, and my thing is I, I understand the safety aspect of it because it, it may be a lot of uh, questions on that where they may not fully have something in place. Um, like, it, 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 it ain't making no sense to me. Like, may not have fully what in place? Well, as Even far as... Safe, what makes sense that this man might be talking about? Safeguards as far as the coronavirus, as far as um, people contracting it, uh, what what are their plans for it? If someone gets it, 
Like, is it gonna sh- is the is the season gonna shut down again if multiple people get it on multiple teams at the same time or around like that same week or something like that? Because that'll be yeah, a major that, problem. Yeah, it would be a problem. But I mean, what what? Uh, I, I guess I could see. I Are they I test them every day before every game? Even even with that, man, if you testing them every day before every game, who's to say that you don't come into contact with somebody either during the game or after the game? And you don't show symptoms the next game, in the next game, in the next game, in the next game, the next game. And you end up showing symptoms in the middle of the playoffs. So then, and now you done touch. You done touched like 45 people by then. So so now what? It's Just started. <laughs> this is so funny. Don't laugh when I tell y'all this. 
they had they put they put this website link up on the screen saying that hey you can go to this link and you can cheer for the boxes through this link and we're gonna play it through the speakers where the boxes are fighting at. Who doing that? You I ain't hear nothing during the matches, bro. Ain't that stupid, bro? Do you understand? Do you understand how bad that would th- like you already you boxing in silence, and then you just hear some random niffle go whoo, and you don't know where it's coming from. Hey, let me ask you: When the last time you went to a basketball practice? <laughs> Good question. That's what it's going to be. All you hear is sneakers, like squeak, 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 squeak. That's all you finna hear as you watch this game: is sneakers squeaking on the court. But if I hear some fake audio come in, they they I I, I don't know how they're gonna do it. When I read that, I was like, man, you gotta be kidding me. So they trying their best to make it as normal. But I, I think it's gonna be what we hear. They not gonna hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like we gonna hear it in do the TV. So I question though. So like when we normally we watch a basketball game, you know, they always have the uh you know, like the little music going through the PA and the uh the yeah. uh all that all the different sound effects and stuff like that. Like, do you still do that with the crowd not being there? I think well, from what I heard, when they you I don't know if you I don't know if you remember this. They did an experimental game, it was with the Warriors. And they tried to play a full they played the first half of the basketball game with no music. And Draymond was like, Man, that's the stupidest thing that ever happened in life. Like, don't ever do it again. Like, don't even don't even try it no more. So I do think now you're going to do it with the music. Like, I think you have to. Because they've gotten accustomed to it, like, playing a certain type of way. Like, they're not even used to. I know everybody got to get used to something, but I do think they're going to still play music at the game. I hope so. But it's just going to be so naked in there, man. Like. They play music at practice, though. Yeah, it's slick going to be weird just not seeing people. I think it'll be dumb with the music, but having a fake crowd, that's dumb. Like when I be watching them, when I be watching them Korean baseball games, like it don't be nobody there. Like it be just a couple of people there. Like they they have cheerleaders, and like they have these guys beating on drums there. And I'm like, man, this is so crazy. But it's the only live, you know, team sport that's on right now. Now I will say this as 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 a past baseball player, I think that is the one sport that you can get away without the crowd sometimes. Because I feel like, especially like we're in the pros, I never played pro ball, but I feel like the crowd really gets intense in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Because baseball is really a casual sport where people kind of go and just like you you hear that chatter. You know, yeah. so of course you get cheers like after a play's been made or something, but it's not a constant noise that's never is. that's you there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only time you get that is during the playoff time where it gets crunch time and, like, they're trying to create noise, trying to distract and do all that. But that's, like, the only time it really gets big, big, big. But you can play baseball without the noise. Yeah. That's ba- the only one I feel like you can. Baseball really is a murmur. That's a murmur. Yeah, music. Yeah. They don't, they don't play music during a baseball game anyway. Like, the only time you get music in the baseball game is when the batter's going to, to bat, like, walking up to the plate. It's silence until... Off, yeah. After the play's been made, you know what I'm saying. So, because I mean, because of the concentration, the communication constantly throughout basketball. I mean, baseball. Like Corey was saying, like they, nobody's close to each other, so they got to be able to communicate. So, in basketball, you know, so they can stay on the court within a certain confinement of the court, you know, so they can still hear each other and talk. But baseball, like I say, it's that one sport that I feel like it's literally you can get about the communication. Actually, really keep on going. Yeah, you ain't got to stop baseball. And don't, I don't think I worry about it in the dugout when they like before like between innings when they all in the dugout together. If you worried about passing, because everybody's already social distancing on the field anyway. And, and think about <laughs> you know and, and think about this though with the uh, with with the NBA. Like, are you really gonna like practice social distancing in the locker room after you've been on top of each other for forty some minutes? You can't. You can't. That's why the, the stress and the, the whole pressure is so big on trying to find a way to keep them safe. Which, like I said, I don't know if you ever going. I don't know if you're gonna be. Able, I think if they step on the court, they're taking a risk. So people like Kawhi and Carmelo, actually, they talking about we ain't gonna play. What the yeah. NBA gonna just find them, huh? I don't think they're gonna. I think because of the situation, I think they gonna give them a pass because of this. That's, you know, what I'm saying? it's not like you, a regular situation. That, but, yeah, you concerned about your life. That's your life. 
Cause what if they yeah. get they get sick, and and they they may be healthy. Say they die from that. Yes, something not so severe where they their body is just so ravaged from the virus that they are never the same to where they can't pay, play basketball anymore. So now, All right, so is it right or wrong? Should they make them play or not? I, I don't think you. Got, I don't think you can make them play. I think you give them the option to come back and play. Who wants to play? Let them play. Yeah, I, I say. I, I Which say, is why I feel like it's gonna be an asterisk on whoever wins this championship if a lot of people don't play there because it's like, man, you ain't even playing against nobody. Like, well, I wasn't there. Paul George wasn't there. Mello, well, I, don't I mean, like, but, I don't care. It care. Mello ain't there. It's fine. My my stance on this is I I don't see. I, I can see why it would be an asterisk, but at the same time, think about how difficult it would be. Like you, you haven't played in about three months. Now you are coming to play where you can't have home court advantage. There's no possible emotional or psychological advantage that you can have for home court advantage. Uh, you're playing with no people there. And you are really, really in your own head as far as what you're doing on the court. Which, when you're in your own head, you know, like when you're shooting free throws, free throws, shooting free throws is a psychological battle within yourself. Think about that during the whole game. You are playing that cycle because you're not feeding off the hype of, of your home crowd. Uh, you're not, because when, when they play that music over the PA, the crowd feeds into that. Like they get, they start chanting that defense and all this stuff. You, you're not hearing that no more. Well, think about it from the other point of view that somebody who, who's the road team who is used to hearing a lot of those at the free throw line. Now you hear nothing where you can focus on just making this free throw. So, I mean, I feel like it does take the, like you said, it takes the advantage out on each side. So, I think it makes it a more neutral, even experience. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you ain't got no advantage being at home now. Like, we in the same place. Ain't no cry. Ain't no nothing. So, look up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just feel like some people may if if the Lakers win this champ if the Lakers win this championship this year, that's just the like what if it were like would we would we say that this is an asterisk if the Pelicans win the championship? Yeah. I I don't think so, man. I don't think the media would play it that way. They would be like, but, okay, look what this who, team who did. Teams, like like they would be, they would be like this young team full of first year people playing with each other for the first year. They won the championship. Off of a pandemic. What if LeBron said he don't want to play? Kawhi don't want to play. All these stars, the Paul George don't want to play, and the Pelicans win. Is it Astro? I think it depends on what the situation. Like, well, the young dudes won because a lot of the the stars didn't play. Yeah, the veterans didn't play. Yeah. That's so it, it it can go either way. It depends play. on how it go. All the young ones gonna play. The young, because I mean, they they fearless. They don't look at a bigger picture. LeBron got a lot more to lose than yes. Lonzo. <laughs> a whole saying. lot. He got a whole so, lot. I think, but just like I spent that to be like, well, what the people don't play. I think, well, however you look at it, it's gonna be an asterisk somewhere because somebody gonna spend it some type of way to kind of be like, well, it wasn't a full season. You didn't have to grind the whole time. Then you didn't even have to, you have to fly back and forth from this location. It's, it's gonna be something anyway. You know what I'm saying? So the reason I was like, this is this end of season started back over. Is because it's like starting from fresh and let them go all the way through the whole thing. Because I, I just know what they're gonna do to sports. You know what I'm saying? Like it's an asset. You ain't winning for real. Yeah, I, I'm. I just I'm still trying like, to protect Kobe five rings. By the way, I'm like, but you know, with me competing is competing. Yeah. Like, um, if if you are really that alpha male, you go want to compete. I, I bet, like, if Jordan Jordan ain't gonna skip it, Jordan is not gonna not play. Jordan go play because he'll be like, oh, y'all ain't playing? I'm playing. I'm going to win a championship. What y'all going to do? What if Clark want to play me one-on-one for a championship I dunked on Clark? You'll be like, well, great. I mean, come on, bro. I'm a, what I'm going to say is, Clark, <laughs> I'm going to say, Clark, you ain't had no business getting out there talking about you can guard your uncle. <laughs> he got like four feet on you, bro. 
I get where you come from. If you're an athlete, you want to play regardless. But I, I do think this is a different situation where your health is really being impacted by what's going on. I'm, I'm, if you want to play, I'm all for it. If you don't want to play, I'm all for it too. I just don't want nobody to get nobody no asterisk after this. Maurice, what do you think about it? Like, what what do you think should happen if players don't want to play? They define the crap out of them. Keep on moving. Hmm. I don't think it's, you know, I mean, because they on the contract, you in the NBA. In the NBA, what happened if you don't go to your job for Corona? I mean, I'm not getting paid. So they shouldn't get paid, basically. What, what, what you mean you're not getting paid? You go to, you, you, well, I'm sorry. Every regular person <laughs> that say they don't want to go to their job and your job they'll start it back up. Uh, so, Mar- yeah. so Maurice, so, if your job told you right now you had to go out, and step outside your apartment with no mask on and come play somewhere, knowing your health issues that you have, would you still go? Who said they couldn't wear masks? They went, but it ain't came out. They said they wear masks. How would it be possible for them to play basketball with a mask on? How? When people wear all kinds of stuff on their eyes, you know, man, that's not true. Put a a mask over your nose and mouth and try to breathe going up and down that court over and over and over again. Right. It's different. It's totally different. It's according to what kind of mask they got on. Well, what kind of mask could you wear that would still allow you to breathe regularly and protect you from the virus? They're not going to restrict no air. They're not going to breathe regularly. It's going to restrict some air. But if you want to protect it for your life, I mean, come on. That's common sense. So so say they don't make it. They they don't wear a mask. So your boss said you couldn't wear a mask. You know what? Forget how you feeling. Come out and play today. You're going to risk your health to go out there and, 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 and work for your boss? A lot of people are doing it right now. Now, I'm, I'm asking your personal opinion, though. I don't think my job would be would be called to have not do a mask. I, I understand I, that, but I'm asking you. I, I'm saying what if. Hypothetically. What if? Hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking, I'm either going to go to work or I'm going to quit my job. It's so as I'm asking you, like, what would you do? What would I do? Yes. Why? Why is it? I don't play basketball. You trying to compare my job to an NBA player's job? But I'm at the end of the day, I'm at, go to work. Of, I'm, I don't know which one I'm gonna pick. But I'm gonna right. either go to work or I'm gonna quit my job. Out of one or two. I understand what you're saying. Regardless, what it is, like your your job is your job. Their job is their job. It's a job. Right. Period. It's what they do for. We but sometimes we look, we, we look at right them. But it's going to be between one and two. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. And and, and and they're making the same thing. Kawhi's doing the same thing. Either I'm going to go play or I'm going to quit. But you're saying that, well, that's the case, then they they shouldn't play. They should find the hell out of them. So should your boss find you if you decide yeah, that you don't want to come out there and play? Huh? I think if the, I don't go, it ain't going to be no fine. It's going to be me trying to put on a mask to go and try to go to the unemployment office. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think what I think I what I'm getting I mean, obviously, I, I, I mean, obviously, if you not go play, you definitely not go get paid. Um, that should be, you know, the 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 caveat the to that. It, the finding itself would be, but say, and that's why I was saying it. If they on contract, would would that be breach of contract? I mean, but your but at the same time, I'm asking. I'm asking. You. I'm, well, and I'm gonna put this in there. Coronavirus ain't in the contract either, and this happened. And they shut the league down. And I'm pretty sure you know, the league yeah. shutting down ain't in nobody contract. And I don't think they can find you no way because at the end of the day, when these people come out low management, Kawhi, if he don't want to play one night, he ain't going to play. And they don't find him for that. Right. But would they not pay him? He still get paid. He still, but I'm saying in, in this particular instance, uh, not paid I, I'm pretty sure, I, I'm I'm not sure. I, I'm guessing that with whatever type of uh, thing that they came up with, where like, okay, we got these 22 teams, uh, play at your own discretion. If you decide to not play, that's fine. It won't be any fines or anything like that. Um, leave it against you, but you cannot go to your owner saying that, hey, I want to, I want to uh, get my salary. Well, if it's gonna be if, like that, I agree with Greg. I do not think that I think people are gonna talk about whoever in that ring, they ain't gonna never get respect. Not not no. it's not gonna That's why I was for just saying, you know, just sit this sit this one out, start over next year. 
Because it's too, it's too many unknowns. It's too many what, what what's going on. That it's gonna always be that. And I think I even think the person who in the ring gonna even kind of feel like, dang. Well, I got it, but they might not say that loud. I think they're gonna always have that feeling though, straight up, because nobody respect that ring. Hey man, I want. That's a big part of having the ring is the respect. I want to see basketball, bro. I want to see basketball too. I would love to see basketball. I ain't even gonna see Steph though, and that's what I really want to see. Yeah. Steve Kerr said, look, don't even bring us back. Like we, <laughs> we got the season over with, bro. Steve it's over with. Steve Kerr you said, said you're not gonna see Steph. 15 games. Yeah, that's my that's, the, that's my guy. What you mean you're not gonna see him? What you talking about? He's not gonna play. Steph ain't come, they're not coming back. The Warriors yeah. ain't coming back. Yeah, the uh yeah, the Warriors not part of that twenty two team. Um I realize you didn't play the Warriors. Who else did you say? Who the ten that's not coming back? The Warriors and who else? Warriors, Timberwolves, uh the Hawks, the Trailblazers, the Hawks, uh, the Magic, um, the Wi- Did I say the Wizards? The, the Wizards made it. The Wizards made it. Uh, the Knicks, of course. Um, who else didn't make it? I was trying to see if I could pull it up right quick, but I can't find it. I named six so far. It's it's four more, I think. Um. Utah in there, Denver in there. Uh, I'm missing Sacramento not in there. Did you say Toronto? Toronto is in there. Um, the Grizzlies. It's easier than the 22 that's going to be in there as opposed to the ones that's not. Because <laughs> we don't care about the ones that ain't going to be in there. Uh, <laughs> so, how did they decide the 10? The 10? The, the, they went by record. Yeah, ones who like you know usually you have sixteen teams in the playoffs, but some of the brackets or some of the seating was they were so close that it was kind of like you know what let's let them play some to kind of figure out who get the the last eight the eight seed or whatever. So it was an eight game playoff. So if your record was horrible, they didn't they didn't let get back in. Man, Steve Steve Kerr said, "Look, we won fifteen games. Ain't no sense in us playing no more this season." He said, "So don't even bring us back." Steve Kerr said, "I his mind." Steve Kerr, a real one, G. So it's what you only, coming back for? So it's only only eight. Hold on, nine. Let me see how many how many of those teams are in the East. It's one. So you got the Bucks, the Raptors, Celtics. You got the Heat, Pacers, Pacers Sixers, Sixers, Nets, Magic. Nets, Magic. Okay, I thought Magic went in the A and the Wizards. So. The Blazers in there coming back. Yep, I do see that. I thought you said the Blazers won in there. I thought they won in there, too. I'm looking at the list again. Well, I guess it makes sense why Melo said he he didn't want to come back and play because if he wasn't coming back, no way he wouldn't say it. That's true. I'm trying to – I can't even think of the last four on each side that wouldn't be coming back. So, it's it's eight eight from the the East. That's – Eight from the east and the rest is from the I west. I got nine from the east. You got nine from the east? Yeah. Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Pacers, Sixers, Nick, Magics, Wizards. Who am I missing? You left the Heat out. Heat? I, I thought I said the Heat. Uh-uh. You went from Celtics to Pacers. Oh, Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Sixers, Nets, Magic. Wizard. Yeah, it's nine. Yeah, nine to and then nine to thirteen. That's whoa. Why they just couldn't? Well, I, I see why they want they wanted the Pelicans to be in, be in there because of Zion. It's well, it, it's because it was the the records were so much close on the West and they were on the East. The East, you know, the East always kind of yeah. had a situation where they just leave everybody. There'd be some teams that shouldn't even be there. Period. The least. Right. They'd be so far out of it. the Eastern Conference. I'm surprised the Phoenix Suns, man. I didn't even really watch. Like to be honest, I don't even remember basketball season. What was what were the Suns' record? Uh, I don't know, but they in that thing though. They are. Hold on. Let me let me pull. Let me go down. Uh, let's see. Each returning team will play eight seeding games and selected from the regular season matchups. At the conclusion of the seeding games, the seven teams in each conference. With the best combined records across regular season games and seeding games, we qualify the playoffs. So they don't bring a seventeen to the playoffs. 
Bruh, the Phoenix Suns records was 26 and 39, bruh. The Wizards, 24 and 40. <laughs> oh, Lord. If, if a 24 and 40 team come and play eight games with a losing record that bad, still make the playoffs. Lord have mercy. But the East kind of, the East is kind of always weird, though, man. It just, it just, it's, it's different. That's a that's a that's a great choice of words to it's describe the East. It's different. Don't say it's solid. LeBron, it's just different. When LeBron when LeBron left, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, we're here. How y'all doing? Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's uh. Well, we go uh we go end it there, y'all. Uh, we got we done went over uh by a bit. So we go um catch y'all on next week. Let us know what y'all think. Uh, we are available on some other podcasts and platforms. Uh, we'll uh, tweet those out, put them on our Instagram page with it when this next episode drops. So we go holler at y'all next week. I, I guarantee y'all next week we go do the singers, the female singers. We're not putting it off, y'all. We go, we go get it together. That's going to be its own episode next week unless something comes up that we just got to talk about. And I'm pretty First sure. First round battle, Rihanna and Ashanti. They're going to they go the throat. Best singer of all time. Rihanna and Ashanti, what y'all got? Air. Air. I choose air. <laughs> I choose air. <laughs> Ashanti and Rihanna, air. Greatest, greatest vocalist of all time. I choose air. Air. I would rather, you know what? I'm not even gonna say it. That's not that, what I got to say ain't family friendly. So we're gonna holler at y'all uh, next week on the podcast. Peace. Peace.